Shalom. All praise, his glory, and honor to Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai, peace and blessings. The Heavenly Father's name is Yahweh, which means he exists. Bashem, which means in the name Yahweh Shai, which means he is the deliverer who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ. The Heavenly Father have given us this truth through the Rakakwadash, which is the Holy Spirit. And we thank Yahweh, Bashem, Yahweh Shai, for his tender mercies. Peace and blessings to the elect and the remnant, which consists of you, so-called Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans, as well as Israelites who look like all the different nations. But your lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Peace and blessings. And um, I have a, um, a email that I like to read. Uh, it's, a, it's some questions. And I like to, uh, you know, go into this uh, this Bible lesson. You know, it's a very... A uh, good uh, question, as all the questions that pertain to the Holy Bible, uh, they're very uh, significant. And as uh, we do, you know, brothers who who are um, doing the Lord's work, the best of our ability, we try our best to answer uh, questions uh, that come up. You know, that's the difference between uh, the wacky tacky Christian pastors and brothers who are in the faith is that we, you know, do our best to uh, answer those questions. And if we can't answer them, we'll, uh, you know, either, um, you know, answer it at a later date or we'll, you know, get counsel, you know, so we can get a thorough understanding of what we're being asked because we, we definitely want to give the right information. We, we, um, we fear the Lord and his word is precious, so we have to, treated with all uh, respect that is due. So this um, email states, Shalawam Akyam. Shalawam means peace and Akyam means brethren. I was doing some Bible reading and I noticed that Ethiopia is mentioned quite a few times in the Bible, like Amos chapter 9 verse 7 and Acts chapter 8 verse 27. And I've read about Solomon and Queen Makeda possibly having a son named Menelik and that Ethiopia was the earliest form Christianity 60 years before Rome prior to Judaism how to how is Ethiopia rooted to the Bible what significance in the Bible does Ethiopia play I'm trying to get a better understanding so that's um Let's go into uh, the word of Yahweh, and we're going to first go into um, the book of uh, Amos chapter 9, and then we're going to go into Acts 8.27. And uh, when I uh, read this uh, email, I'll just, um, I'll read what I uh, posted, but, you know, after getting back to this scripture, uh, I want to, you know, basically clarify um, uh, what, what I said, cause it was, you know, basically going into, um, how Israel have dealt, uh, with all the, you know, the different, uh, nations, you know, uh, women. So I, uh, I responded with this and it reads a Shalom Salakia for late reply. I will uh, I will Lord's uh, will do a lesson on your question regarding the Ethiopians in Bible history prophecy 
to add Israel throughout history have intermarried uh, with nations outside of Israel. However, the Ethiopians are not Shemitic, but Hamitic and aren't from the lineage of Israelites. There is future judgment against Ethiopia as written in the Bible for their actions. Uh, it should be as, against Israel. I said as Israel. It says peace and blessings. Why the water? So first, let's, um, let's go into uh, your first question, which is in the book of Amos chapter 9. And let me find it because I got a whole bunch of uh, windows uh, that's going into, you know, your question. So we're going to first start out with, um, let's see, bear with me, um, Amos 9, because you, you uh, asked uh, for, for the book of Amos and in the book of Acts, so let me find it. That's Acts. Okay, bear with me because I got a bunch of windows and this computer is um, lagging. It's been lagging all night. Let's see. And as I um, go through the lesson, I'll I'll clear some of these windows out, and hopefully, um, you know, the computer won't uh, lag as much. So yeah, this is an Amos, so I just need to get this uh, window to scroll down. Okay. Okay, it's okay, so this is in a book of uh of Amos chapter nine verse seven and um from from uh from the research um you know that I'm that I gotten in regards to um you know the Ethiopians uh claim to uh, be Israelites just like the uh you have the Greek Orthodox, you know, that have a state claim in the land of Israel, just like you had the Ethiopians. You know, you have the Ethiopian uh, Jewish uh, Jewish people. You have the Amalekites that's claiming to be Jews. You you know, you got a lot of people that are that are claiming, you know, the true Israelites heritage. So just because they claim that they're Israelites don't mean that they're uh, Israelites by bloodline. Now, is there any so-called Ethiopian people uh, that may look Ethiopian? Can some of them be Israelites? Of course, because the Bible describes how we will be scattered throughout the uh, nations. So this is the book of Amos chapter 9, verse 7, and it reads, um, let me get it in the KJV first. Cause I'm in a, I'm in a Bible hub and it give you all the different kind of, um, versions of the scriptures. So 
Let's go to the KJV and it reads, Are ye not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel, saith the Lord? Have not I brought up Israel out of the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Kaphtor and the Syrians from Kir? So let's go. Into the Ethiopians according to the Zondervan Bible Dictionary. And we're going to go back to the scriptures, but I just wanted to point out because the Ethiopians, they're, they're of Cush, they're Cushites. So basically Hamites, you know, that's their bloodline to go back to Ham. So let me uh, let me pull it up in my cell phone. So <clears throat> let's look up Ham Zondervan Bible Dictionary. Then we're gonna look up Kush too. So this is in the Zondervan Bible Dictionary. This is. Uh, a source that a lot of us brothers uh, go to to show that uh, we're not African, you know, contrary to popular belief. People have uh, told us throughout uh, our time here in uh, North America that we were Hamites, you know, we were cursed of our skin and all this nonsense. We're, we're cursed because we broke the law, statutes and commandments that have nothing to do with our skin tone. Actually, it's the opposite people that have uh, so-called Caucasian skin. That's actually a curse. You know, it's leprosy. So this is in the Zondervan Bible Diction, and it reads, it says, Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood. It says, and one of the eight sons to live, or Salakia says, and one of the eight persons to live through the flood. Let me read that again because I want to clarify. It says, Ham, the youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood and one of eight persons to, to live through the flood. He has he became the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes. That's what it says. Not the Negroes, but the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, the Libyans and the Canaanites. So the Ethiopians or Hamites, you know, they come out of uh, Ham, you know, their, their uh, progenitor is Ham. So let's go into Ethiopia or it's like Ethiopians. So this is telling you that the Negroes are not Ethiopian. We're not the same as the Hamites. You know, we're not the same as Ethiopians. We're, we're a separate nation. We're Shemitic people. So let's see. When you go to um, some of the, you know, other sources like uh, uh, what the word ham means or or um, what is it? Uh, Let's let's go on that right quick.
So like the word uh, like comedic, you know, you hear the word comedic, Kim, you know, a lot of jakes that go into the word Kim. It says, according to Oxford Dictionary, uh, maybe derived from the Greek, which is derived from the ancient Egyptian name of Egypt, Kim. It says Kim, meaning uh, blackness, the rich, dark soil of the Nile River Valley. So, you know, like the word Egyptian, it's another way to say uh, black, you know. So a lot of jakes, they'll, uh, you know, take to the Egyptian culture, you know, comedic. You know, a lot of jakes are in the comedic religion, especially on YouTube, like Sonetta and uh, what's the uh, Jabari and all the other jakes that think they're African, you know. So a lot of... um you know, information um, will come about in that way. And, and then you'll, you'll hear situations like um, Makita, which is uh, the Queen of Sheba. And then people associate that with, uh, with that's our people. And they're not, you know, just like you'll have like um, singers like Bob Marley believing that um, Haile Selassie, who was an Ethiopian, believing that he's God and believing he's, um, you know, basically the Messiah, which is, you know, false doctrine. A lot of Benjamites or Jamaicans, they actually believe, you know, in the, um, you know, all of that highly Selassie stuff. But, you know, we see in the, uh, the Zondervan Bible Dictionary that um, the Ethiopians are, of Hamites, they're Hamitic people. They're not Shemitic, as as we can uh, see and as you can hear. Uh, it says not the Negroes, so the Negroes aren't uh, Hamitic but Shemitic people, which shows you that the Ethiopians aren't our people. So let's go. Uh, to the one scripture. Let me see if I can find it. Because Israelites are mistaken for some of the darker nations, you know, because we're, we're dark, just like some of the other Hamitic nations. You had uh, Paul. Who was mistaken. Let's see. Uh, let's see. That's in. Uh, let's see if I can find it. That's in Acts. So right here, this is um the book of Acts twenty one verse thirty eight. Because Paul was mistaken for Hamite, you know, which was an Egyptian. Uh, so this is the book of Acts twenty one verse thirty eight, and it reads. It says, art not thou that Egyptian which before these days made us and made us an uproar and led us out into the wilderness for a thousand men that were murderers. So even uh, Paul, who was a was a Benjamite, <laughs> you know, he was uh, from the tribe of Benjamin, you know, a uh, so-called Jamaican, you know, as we speak on this, you know, he uh, was mistakenly um um, identified as an Egyptian, but he wasn't an Egyptian, you know, 
he was um he was an Israelite, you know, and the Bible tells us that. And he was uh, accused of uh, terrorism, you know, uh, you know, basically a rebellion, sedition, like how our Lord was accused of terrorism, you know. So the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. So let's go back um, to what we read in. Uh, in Amos. So let's go to the Berean study Bible, still in the book of Acts chapter nine, verse seven and reads, are ye not like the Cushites to me? O children of Israel declares the Lord. Then did I not bring Israel up from the land of Egypt, the Philistines from camp Tor? And Armenians, Arameans from Kir. So you had the, um, you know, the Israelites, um, as we just read, were mistake. You know, Paul was mistaken for, uh, you know, a Cushite or Ethiopian. So this is in the KJV. I read again: Are ye not as children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel? Saith the Lord, Have not I brought up? Israel out of the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Camp Tor and the Syrians from Kir. It says, this is in the new KJV. It says, are you not like the people Ethiopian to me, O children of Israel, saith the Lord? Did I not bring up Israel from the land of Egypt? Now, let me ask you this. Were the, Isra uh, were the Israelites and the Ethiopians delivered up out of Egypt? No, it was just Israel. It says, this is in the New American uh, Standard Bible. Are you not as the sons of Ethiopian to me, ye sons of Israel, declares the Lord? Have I not brought up Israel from the land of Egypt and Philistines from Camp Tor and Arameans from Kir? And what, uh, what happens is that this scripture will be associated with uh, the rumor because that's basically what it is that uh, King uh, Solomon and the Queen of Sheba, you know, uh, basically, you know, they had sex and um, and Sheba was pregnant. Now, could that be true? Because, I mean, Solomon, he was very popular with the women. He had a lot of wives. He had a lot of concubines. Uh, but the Bible doesn't say anything about her, you know, bearing a bearing a son, you know, because that's the that's the, um, you know, basically the um, the doctrine that come out of uh, the uh, Ethiopian, you know, religion, you know, basically they're a spin on the Bible, because when you read the Bible, it doesn't. It doesn't verify that it, it basically said he gave her whatever she wanted. Now, he, he probably did give her, you know, what she wanted, you know, in regards to, you know, sex, you know, because, you know, she was very impressed with uh with Solomon, you know, him, you know, being the king of Israel and he was wealthy and he had all, you know, he's the wisest man on, the you know, the wisest man, you know, his knowledge was 
was uh was so highly uh, advanced, you know, through the spirit that you know she she um she went to Israel to to question him, to quiz him, to ask him many questions, and and he showed her pretty much you know his kingdom of of Israel because he was the king of Israel, and uh, she was very impressed. She she even said that uh she underestimated uh his um uh, you know his uh his wealth and his knowledge. So, you know, this scripture, you know, it, it, it could be um, in, interpreted as, you know, the Lord basically saying, look, am I, am, uh, or you uh, like the uh, Ethiopians or you're the children of Israel? That's basically what it's saying. It's not saying that he's, he's comparing the Ethiopians as his children. You know, he's just basically saying, look, or who who are you? Are you my people or are they my people? In so many words, you know, and uh, and we're going to we're going to get into the other scriptures that go into um, the book of Acts, you know. So let's let's go. Let's see. I want to get a little bit more into what we were just talking about. I want to read about uh, the Queen of Sheba's uh, visit, you know, when she visited Solomon. So this is in the book of First Kings, chapter 10, verse 1. And it reads, when the Queen of Sheba, and this is in a, a NIV. So let me go. Let me go to... Uh, Other KJV. Okay. Okay. So that's the book of First Kings, chapter ten, and we'll start at verse one. And it reads, and when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning, concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. So she heard about Solomon, you know, about how wise and rich he was and, you know, concerning the, the name of the Lord, you know, because the Lord's name uh, throughout the uh, nations uh, in history, his, his uh, name was famous, you know, famous for destroying the enemies of uh, Israel, you know, his power, his wrath, you know, the nations. Um, at one point, they feared the Lord and his people. It says, and she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him all of all that was in her heart. So when she, um, when she came to visit, man, she brought, uh, substance. She brought, uh, you know, riches to uh, give to uh, Solomon, you know, it was a tribute, you know, and she, she, she was wealthy too. So when she came, she came with, with, um, with goods, man, she came with camels, with spices, 
and with very much gold and precious stones. So she came with, you know, as the uh, the scripture is going to go into um, um, chips from uh, from uh, Hiram, you know, Hiram Abif. Hiram Abif is uh, was the uh, mason master builder that built the temple, you know, in Solomon's, uh, you know, palace, which is what the Freemasons go into. You know, that's where they get that from, you know, the, the compass in the square. But um, um, was it um, Hiram, you know, his ships, they went all over the world, man. They even came to the Americas, you know. They got wood from here and everything. Um, peacocks. It says... Um, It says, and Solomon told her all her questions. There were not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. So she she was asking um, uh, Solomon all kind of questions, you know, where it says that was all in her heart, which is in her mind. It says, and Solomon told her all her questions. So he answered every last question. It says there was not anything hid from the king, which he told or not so he told her everything everything that she asked he he had an answer you know it says and when the queen of sheba had seen all solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built which was you know which was the um the palace that was built by hiram abif it says and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and their, and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was more, there was no more spirit in her. So she saw, she saw all of what he had, you know, all the food, you know, the meat on his table, you know, you know, that, that, uh, spread was laid, man. You know, you know, he had wine and, and, uh, you know, different fruits and, and, you know, cooked meats and stuff like that, which was well done as we cook our food. You know, he, he, you know, he basically, uh, he impressed her to the point where it says there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, it says it was, it was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. It says, how be it? I believe not the words until I came. So she was basically, you know, feeling bad because, you know, she, uh, you know, she was told about him. But it says, and she said to the king, it was it was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and thy wisdom. How, how be it? I believe not the words. So. She didn't believe uh, what she heard. It just says until I came. So it was like seeing is believing, you know, she was doubting him, you know. And then when she saw, you know, everything, you know, that he was, uh, you know, basically everything that she saw. And then mainly, you know, what he was telling her because he was dropping some heavy wisdom on her, you know, because, you know, she had all these questions and he was asking every one of them. And she, you know, she, she felt bad because she didn't believe him. It says until I came and mine eyes had seen it. 
and behold, the half was not told me. So she, she said, I, I didn't even hear the half of what, you know, what I know now. It says, thy wisdom and thy prosperity exceeded the fame which I had heard. So, you know, it was like one of those things where he was more, he had, he had it more going on than what, you know, people, uh, you know, people uh, uh, kind of, you know, spoke of, you know, you know, it was almost like, um, you know, he, you know, he, he, it was something that he was like, he wasn't bragging or anything like that. It was out there, but when she saw it, she, it was like, damn, you, you know, you living like this. And then she says, um, happy are the men. Let's see. Yeah, right here it says, happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. So she was basically saying that, you know, your, um, you know, your servants and, you know, happy, they, they're happy, you know, because of your wisdom and, you know, basically everything that they're, you know, being around. It says, blessed be the Lord thy God which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel. So she was, she was, uh, you know, basically praising the Lord, you know, she's not of Israel, you know, she's a, she's a, a Cushite, she, you know, she's a, you know, uh, a, a woman of another nation, but she was, you know, basically giving glory to the, to the God of Israel, you know, because, um, you had, um, you know, the other nations that feared the Lord and even, you know, reverenced the Lord, you know, and did and did good by Israel, you know, and then you had the other nations that didn't, you know, it says, because the Lord loved Israel forever, therefore made he the king to do judgment and justice, you know, hey, you know, right here, you know, uh, in a reincarnation who the world ignorantly calls Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Shai, He is actually Solomon in the reincarnation. Because when you go to Revelation, it talks about the judgment and justice, you know, or judgment, uh, righteous judgment and make war. You know, I just noticed that. And also it says, because the Lord loved Israel forever. So she knew the Queen of Sheba. She knew that uh, Israel was loved forever. No other nation is going to get the, the love uh, that Israel get from the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, in the name of his only begotten son, Yahweh Shai. So this is verse 10, and it reads, And she gave the king 120 talents of gold and of spices, very great store, and precious stones, there came no more such abundance of spices as much which the queen of Sheba gave to the king Solomon and the navy also of Hiram going into Hiram Abiff that brought gold from Ophir. That also remind me of the scriptures where the elect men are going to be more precious than the golden wedge of Ophir. See that gold from Ophir is a uh, real uh, good gold. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a top shelf. It says brought in from Ophir, great plenty of all mug trees and precious stones. It says, and the Lord made of the old 
Omug trees pillars for the house of the Lord. It says, and for the king's house harps also and psalteries for singers. So this is showing you, um, you know, like Hiram Abeth, who who uh, had the ships. That's his navy, you know, and and the um, the gold, you know. So let's see. It says, and the king made of the Omug. And the king made of the Olmug tree pillars for the house of the Lord and for the king's house harps also and psalteries for singers. And there came no such Olmug trees, nor were seen unto this day. It says in the king and King Solomon gave unto queen the queen of Sheba all her desire, whosoever she asked. Or whatsoever she asked, besides that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. So that's pretty much it. It don't say, you know, that they, you know, they lay down and they had a, you know, after nine months, she had a child. But knowing how Solomon got down, I mean, it's very very possible but the bible don't say it you know what i'm saying it just it just says they gave her all her heart desire and she knows she was choosing you know what i'm saying so uh, you know it, it'll be hard to say with a straight face that uh nah he didn't you know he's like you know what i'm saying nah he, he you know he he, he wasn't gonna uh lay down with her you know what i'm saying but nonetheless you know it doesn't it doesn't say so it's all like speculation and that's where you know a lot of the speculation is coming from when you read out a book of amos about are ye uh, children of ethiopia and that's that's how uh you know a lot of people perceive that the ethiopians are or like basically grafted in in israel and they're just not so let's continue with this uh, book chapter. And it says, uh, let's see. So let's go back over 13 again. It says, and, the king, and King Solomon gave to the Queen of Sheba all her desire was whatsoever she asked beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So when you go into what a royal bounty is, it basically means, um, let's see, I got it right here. The definition of it. So a royal bounty basically means, uh, let's see. Bear with me. Okay. Uh, like basically choice morsels of the king. 
meaning fit for a king, uh, like royal royal dainties. Let's see. Let me make sure. I want to double check what uh, royal bounty is because that's what uh, King Solomon gave uh, Sheba, you know. She came with stuff, but he also gave her stuff too, you know. So a royal royal bounty means a fund from which sovereign grants which the sovereign grants money to the female relative of officers who die of wounds. That's like the modern modern dictionary, but I need like um like Bible like Bible dictionary of what it means because it it'll vary. I think it's more so what I. Uh, said in the beginning, but I just need to double check. Let me look it up in a blue letter because it, it that's more better. It'll, it'll give a breakdown of the word. And it's going to pick up. I just need to, I need to go through this. I know I'm kind of going a bit slow. I'm just, you know, want to be thorough. And because we, we're damn near over half of the lesson and I haven't even got through the scriptures yet. But I, I'm going to get there. Just bear with me. So this is in a blue letter Bible. So this that's going into book of first Kings chapter 10. So we're going to go to what the what it means, the uh, what the royal bounty or the definition of a royal bounty. So a royal, which is H4428. Uh, Strong's H4428. Melech. 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 Which means uh, in the, uh, he the you know the Lashawan Kodash we say Malak, Malek. That's you know how it's said in this um, uh, you know uh, pronunciation. You might hear a brother's name Malak. That means king. So also uh, another way to say royal, you know, king or royal. So king or royal, now here's a bounty. So this is how you pronounce it, uh, bounty in the Strong's, which is H3027. Strong's H3027. Yad. Yad. Yad, which means power, uh, hand, strength, power, uh, 
side of land portion uh monument time repetition power strength so he, he basically uh gave her a uh, power you know strength uh, uh royal strength or royal power you know you know gave her you know uh you know basically uh him being a king you know she was um you know you know i don't want to say under the protection but you know he, he basically gave her you know i don't want to use the word clout because clout has a negative uh connotation you know these days but she was given a you know basically royal strength or royal power you know giving her knowledge wisdom and understanding and and also you know giving her stuff too so let's go back to what we read uh in first kings So that started at 11, it says, in the, And the navy also of Hiram that brought golden from Ophir brought into Ophir great plenty of Olmug trees and precious stones, and the king made of the Olmug trees pillars of the house of the Lord. So the substance that uh, Hiram um, uh, gave uh, Solomon, he, he made, um, as it says, Olmug trees pillars of the house of the Lord and for the king's house. So not only for the temple, which is the house of the Lord, but for his house, his palace, the wood, you know, the trees, you know, he made them pillars for the, for the temple and his house harps also and psalteries for singers. So the wood was used for harps and psalteries, which are musical instruments. It says in there, it says in there, uh, Salakia says there came no such almug trees, nor were seen until this day. It says, and King Solomon gave unto Queen of Sheba all her desire whatsoever she asked beside that which Solomon gave her to his royal bounty. It says she, so she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. It says, now the weight of the of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred three score and six talents of gold. So when you when you go into what um, this gold number is, is six hundred sixty six talents of gold, which is also going into the elites using, um, you know, like basically Hiram Abiff because they're Freemasons, they're Luciferians. So they've taken like, you know, um, basically the Freemasonry uh, principles of, of, you know, basically Solomon's, uh, t you know, the, um, you know, basically the temple, you know, as I think that's how they say it or whatever like that. But they have taken like the, you know, different biblical principles and they use it for evil because 666. Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, that's the water. I thought it was the cat puking. <laughs> but uh, it sounded just like it. But uh, <clears throat> like I said, uh, 666, that's the mark of a man. You know, you associate that number to with the mark of the beast. But it was actually 
when you go in the scripture, 666 uh, talents of gold. That was a lot. It says, besides that, he had the merchantmen and of the traffic of the spice merchants and all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the country. So he had the merchantmen. So uh, Solomon was given the um, the uh, the traffic of spice merchants. So he had, um, you know, basically uh, merchants, you know, in their ships, you know, that, you know, the it says in all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the country. So, you know, he had a, basically a trade route. It says in King Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold, 600 shekels of gold went to one target. It says, and he made 300 shields of beaten gold, three pounds or three pound of gold went to one shield and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. It says, moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. So here is Solomon. He had a he had a throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. So that that's like Jake's spirit, you know, like really, you know, doing it right. You know, Israel have always been, you know, about, you know, you know, looking good and getting the best because. The word Yasha Allah means he is prince of he is prince of the power. So that's royalty. We're royalty, but we're um, you know basically um, you know in a low estate. It says, and the throne has six steps, and the top of the throne was round behind, and there was stays on either side of the palace of the a seat, and two lions stood beside the stays. So. The, the kingdom or it's like the throne, the throne had uh, six steps and uh, you had two lions that was uh, basically uh, stood beside the stage. So it says and 12 lions stood there on one side and on the other upon the six steps. So you had 12 lions that stood upon one side and the other upon the six, uh, six steps. It says there uh, was not the like made in any kingdom. So it was, it was basically uh, custom made. No other kingdom had it. It says in all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were of silver it was nothing accounted of in the days of solomon it says and the king had set a, a navy of tarshish or tarshish with the navy of hiram once in three years came the navy of tarshish bringing gold and silver ivory and apes and peacocks which is going into um uh solomon having charge over the uh, basically um the arm you know the the navy you know, the Navy of Hiram. So they was uh, bringing stuff back to Israel, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. It says, so King Solomon exceed all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. So no other king was richer and no other king was wiser. You know, this is when Israel was ruling, you know, on top. It says, and all the, the earth sought 
to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which Yahweh had put in his heart. So all the uh, people on the earth, you know, they, they sought uh, Solomon's wisdom, what the heavenly father had put in his mind. That's what the word heart means. It says, and they brought every man his present vessels of silver and vessels of gold and garments and armor, spices and horses. And so that's pretty much it. I won't uh uh let's see, hold on. So that's pretty much it, you know, uh, on that scripture. So as as we can see, you know, uh, it it said nothing about um you know, um a child, you know, was was born by uh, Sheba. But let's go to this uh this website. It's called BlackHistoryInTheBible.com. So right here, uh, it says the Queen of Sheba is one of the people that stands out in the scripture, even though there isn't a lot that is said about her. According to the Bible, she made a special trip from Ethiopia to Israel, which that's what you know. Basically, it says that she's Ethiopian, uh, the Queen of Sheba. It says, uh, justice meet Solomon based only on hearing rumors of his wisdom, which he heard and she uh, didn't believe. It says to understand the significance of this meeting, we must uh, understand how political ties were made in the ancient world in order to form alliances. Royal would often marry each other or have their children marry each other. We'll come back to the meeting further down, but uh, first look. Uh, let's look at the Queen's Hamite connection and the sons of Cush, Saba and Havilah and Subta, Ramah and Subteca and the sons of Ramah, Sheba and Dedan. That's in the book of Genesis chapter 10, verse 7. Now that is true. You know, they uh, were alliances made to basically keep peace. But we have to go off the word of the Lord. We can't go off of speculation. Yeah that happened but the bible doesn't uh say it. it's just to, to break down sheba was the grandson of cush and the great grandson of ham uh, ham which we determined that the uh the um the hamites or the cushites the ethiopians or from ham that that uh sheba was the uh, great grandson of ham it says when the descendants of ham began to settle Africa, Saba, or son of Cush, settled the portion of Africa now known as Ethiopia. When Sheba settled, she settled in what was currently Yemen, uh, but at the time was part of the eastern territory controlled by Ethiopia. Sheba is essentially a city within Ethiopia state. So that's, you know, a little bit of history of, um, of Ethiopia. It says her name is not given in the scripture, but to the Ethiopian, she is known as Queen Mac Kida was with the brother or, um, um, uh, you know, the, um, the email was saying, you know, asking the brother was asking Queen Makita. So, but in the Bible, she's the Queen of Sheba. It says, what we know, what Salaki says, what we do know from scripture is that she uh, had heard the famous Solomon and wanted to test his wisdom in hard questions. And uh, we read that in 1 Kings chapter 10. It says, 
this is also reflected in the New Testament, uh, which is referred to as the Queen of the South. Just, you know, basically talking about um, Ethiopia. It says, if we look at the map above, we see that both Yemen and Ethiopia is the south of Israel. So it goes into the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 12, uh, verse 42, where it talks about the queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. So this is a reference into Sheba hearing the uh, wisdom of King Solomon. And it says, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Which is talking about Yahweh Shai. He is, he is uh, Solomon in a reincarnation. You know, it says, Queen Makeda arrived with a massive caravan full of gifts for Solomon, even though he is already rich beyond belief. So, yeah, he was rich beyond belief to the point where she, she, uh, the spirit was taken, you know, she had her, she was down, man. It was like her spirit was down. It says, after she is satisfied with his answers, the Queen of Sheba gives Solomon unmatched riches for her from her kingdom. And it says, um, and she gave King the king 120 talents of gold and spices, very uh, great st store and precious stones. There came no more such abundance of spices as these which the Queen of Shop. Uh, Sheba gave to King Solomon. We read that. So it goes into what he received. Okay, now it says, what did Solomon give the Queen of Sheba? And we know that it, it talked about the royal bounty. It says, what is there? The story, it says, this is where the story suddenly drops the details. So that's true because it went into details. Then afterwards, it don't, it, it gets pretty vague. It says, after the Queen of Sheba gives Solomon his gifts, we're told that Solomon gave her all her heart's desire in addition to what he gave her from his royal bounty. And that's what we read in 1 Kings chapter 10, verse uh, 13, going into, uh, uh, and King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba all her heart's desire. So it says, uh, this is what the, you know, brother was asking about the, um, the son, alleged son of Solomon. So it says, uh, Solomon's secret son. While it doesn't appear in the Bible, there's a huge part of the Ethiopian culture that does believe Solomon had a son with the Queen of Sheba. So it's in the Ethiopians' culture that they believe that it was a uh, a son conceived by Solomon and um and Sheba. It says had a son with. Uh, it says the culture that. Let me read that. It says there is a huge part of Ethiopian culture that does believe Solomon had a son with the Queen of Sheba. It says by the name of Menelik the first. This does this goes back to what was mentioned in the beginning about alliances having a child with a neighboring king or queen, often assure generations of peace between the nations involved so this story is not far-fetched or even out of the ordinary the bible also makes a strange reference but contains no explanation as to why it is made and i read that in a uh what the brother sent about the book of amos chapter 9 verse 7 about are ye not children of the ethiopians uh 
in us, old children of Israel, is a question. So it says again, scripture doesn't outright say that Solomon fathered a son with the queen of Sheba. So there's no, uh, no substantial proof that, that, uh, there was a, a son, but I'll just say this. If there was a son by, uh, Solomon and Sheba, that son would be an Israelite according to, uh, the book of numbers, because the Bible says that, um, that, uh, is, uh, the uh, pedigree is determined or the lineage is term de determined by the house of the fathers. So with Solomon being an Israelite from the tribe of Judah, you know, if, and I'm not saying it's true, but if that was the case where uh, it was a, you know, an offspring, that's that child or Menelik would have been an Israelite from the tribe of Judah. He wouldn't have been an Ethiopian. So even that alone would negate the Ethiopians from receiving any parts of the covenant because the covenant is only with Israel. Now, this is where it gets where we can see that it's all rumors. It says, again, scripture doesn't outright say that Solomon fathered a son with the queen of Sheba. According to the part of the legend, after Menelik came to meet Solomon, he went, he was sent home along with 1,000 people from each tribe, and it says 12,000 Hebrews, and the Ark of Covenant, which is total garbage, because <laughs> ain't no Hamites going to get the Ark of the Covenant, you know what I'm saying? You know, in, in that land, they're, they're not going to get it, you know? And say, for instance, if, you know, because I did mention that that child would be um, an Israelite, that child wouldn't be in no heathen land with the Ark of the Covenant in, in, a, in a Hermetic land. The Ark of Covenant would be in Israel, and even the Ark of Covenant is not even on this earth. It's in the heavens, you know what I'm saying? You had... A, a rumor saying that the Ark of the Covenant was in, I think it was in, they said it was in Ethiopia, somewhere like that. It was behind a sheet and everything like that. And it ain't going to be behind no sheet in no area in, in Ethiopia or wherever it is with some Hamites. The Hamites couldn't even touch it. You know, hell, if the Israelites, you know, from from uh, the tribe of Levi, who are the priests, they were the only ones that could be around the Ark of the Covenant. Any Israelite other than them, they would die. So how much more, uh, you know, uh, you know, allegedly uh, an, an Israelite lineage, you know, you know, um, heir or whatever like that around a whole bunch of heathens, they would all disintegrate. It says, after returning home, Menelik became the first leader of Solomon, Solomonic dynasty. The story of the origins of Menelik explained the Judaism, Christianity, or deeply rooted Ethiopian culture. So that's that's where your Ethiopian connection come from. I'm about to continue with this lesson because I have more. Uh, Shalom, and I'll be back shortly. Peace and blessings.